Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Sacktown Sports, Ryan and Chris here as always. Chris, happy Podcast Monday to you. Yeah, it's a great day. It's a great Monday. It's a little bit dark outside. It's a little bit stormy, but we're here. We're here to talk about sports. Yeah, we're inside, so it doesn't really matter. That's right. Inside sports are great. Inside sports, sports are great. A little bit of a bummer. Uh, sometimes. It depends. I love spring sports because the weather's great. Yeah. Well, normally we get great weather in Sacramento. We, yeah. have, we have a couple cold months, and that's about yeah. it. Or some normally, really, hot, really hot months. Yeah. It's like, it's like, you know, you get one or the other. Anyways, but yeah, right now, a little gloomy. That's okay. We're here. We're here to make your day a little bit brighter nice. today, talking about some sports. Oh, so good. let's dive in. Because you know who's balling out right now? Your Sacramento Kings. Yes, they have been exciting to watch. They've been, you know, gaining momentum. They've been winning winnable games, and they've been beating some good teams. So I, I love where the Kings are at right now, and it's been exciting to watch. They're starting to gain momentum the closer we get to the playoffs, which is what you want to see from this Kings team. Yeah, I had a brief fear the other day, and I haven't confirmed whether it's true or not, that the Kings don't beat good teams. Yeah, Wait, you had a fear? Yeah, I had a fear that they don't do that. They have been. They've been playing really good against good teams. That's true. I'm, I'm just I'm looking at the schedule here. Okay, we lost okay. to the Timberwolves, yep. right? Which was disappointing. We didn't play any defense in that game right. and came back late. Tried to tried to close it out. Didn't happen. We beat the Clippers yep. last week. They still had Paul George in there. They still had some some players, but no Kawhi, no Zubat, no Morris. They're missing some guys. Yeah. Um, we win a close one against them. We beat the Thunder twice without Shea. Anyways, like, I'm looking, okay, we played the Suns, we lost to them. We beat the Mavericks with Luka and Kyrie, but we don't even know if that's a good partnership. It, I mean, it doesn't matter, right? They're two superstars, right? Well, it matters a little bit. I mean, yes, it matters a little bit, but still, you expect the Mavericks to at least make it to the playoffs and to maybe even go far in the playoffs, and we beat them. Yeah, I'm just trying to think, like, this last, like, the last, like, 30 games, we don't really have, like, a great win. I mean, again, the, the Clippers one is probably the. I mean, the Clippers one is the best win, right? Yeah. The, the one seventy six, one seventy five right. against against the top Clippers team. But that same Clippers team has lost now to the Warriors, to the Nuggets. Um, they barely beat the Grizzlies, who are missing like four starters. But here, here's the thing: it's something that you always say. All you can do is play the team that's in I front know, of you. I know, I know. All you can do, it, it doesn't matter as long as they're winning these games. I know it's true, and and. 
the Kings are taking care of business. They need to take care of business. I just, I'm getting, listen, I'm, I'm starting to look ahead to the playoffs, okay? I'm I'm not worried about getting, well, I am a little bit worried about getting the playoffs because, you know, I'm a Kings fan, so okay. we have a little bit of that fear, even yeah. though it's illogical. I want a championship, Chris. I want a championship this year. Okay. And I'm starting to feel nervous that maybe we won't win a championship. Okay? That's yeah. that's really where I'm looking because I'm looking at all these other teams and the success they're having and the players that they're, you know, these big games that are happening and yeah. who's beating who. And I'm thinking, we need some signature wins. You know, we need For to beat sure. the Suns with KD. We need to beat the Knicks who are on a hot streak, which we have a chance on Thursday, right? Like, yeah, like, yeah winning these games against... The Thunder and I mean, you know, again, the Clippers is a good team, so I, I don't I don't really know what to think of the Clippers. Like being the Blazers when they were missing nineteen players, like that's good. You're taking care of business. You're right. Like you said that, right? We beating Kyrie and Luca, that's great. But like I wanna see us beat the Bucks. I wanna see us beat the Nuggets, right? I wanna well, see us uh, you know, beat some of these teams that people think are, are unbeatable. We're gonna have we're gonna have our chance because in the month of March we play a lot of good teams. Like you said, uh, well Monday or today we play the Pelicans, which we should win that game, but then we play teams like the Knicks, the Suns, the Bucks. We have the uh, Celtics coming to town later in the month. Like yeah. we have good teams coming up on our schedule, and we have a hard end of the season schedule. It's a brutal stretch yeah. coming up here. We need we need to get a win. Although De'Aaron Fox is questionable because he's got tightness somewhere. I don't remember. It's not the hand issue anymore. It's but there's something else I saw that he was listed. That's all right. Keep so. him healthy. Get him good. Get him right for the playoffs. So you would like him to have some load management? I wouldn't. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It's just I, weird because... It's way the, easier as a fan of the team who's seen him play to be like, yeah, let him let him manage the load a little bit. Like, like let him let him settle down. But when you go to see a star play and they're sitting and resting, you're like... Right. How dare them? No, for, I, I but agree. He's a with legitimate that. injury. This I is a agree legit, with like, that. Yes, if you're sitting down, if you're like Kawhi and you're sitting down just because, for no reason, just because you don't want to get tired or you don't want to get hurt, that sucks. But if you're if you are nursing an injury, if you're if you are feeling fatigue and like it has injury, it's injury related. That's different than if you're just sitting down just because you don't want to get tired for the next game. That's yeah. stupid. Uh, speaking of tired, you know, they after the Kings Clippers game, they talked about how like all of a sudden the NBA was thinking about changing the overtime rules so that yeah. players like Kawhi don't have to play 48 minutes in a game. <laughs> Emmanuel quickly played in the double overtime game Knicks Knicks Celtics, which was a great game last night. Uh, Emmanuel quickly played 55 out of 58 Jeez. possible minutes. I think it's 58 possible minutes um, in the in the Knicks Celtics game, and he looked great. I mean, granted, he's he's very young. Like, yeah, he's, what, he's young. Rookie? But it doesn't matter because we knew Kawhi was going to take the next game off anyway. Sure. Like, come yeah. on. Like, yeah. that's what he does. As much as I like Kawhi, I think he's a phenomenal player. That part of his game, I don't like. I don't like that he just sits out like that. Yeah, I like when he sits out against the Kings. Yeah, but. I went to that game against the Clippers. I wanted to see Kawhi win. I mean, I wanted to see him whoa, play. Whoa, sorry, whoa, whoa. I wanted to see You're him. off the podcast, Chris. I wanted to see Kawhi play, all right? I don't know, you know, what would have happened. I think we still win because the Kings just beat the Clippers. That's just what happens. We do. Yeah, we were actually, we could tell you a little bit about that game. Because we were, that game, I thought we were playing really well. And then the last couple minutes, the Clippers got hot. The Kings cooled down. And one thing the Clippers did, which I'm glad they did this because Mike Brown needs to take notice and they need to figure it out now because it will happen in the playoffs. 
they realize, hey, fourth quarter Fox is a thing. He yep. is the most clutch player in the NBA this season. Yeah. No contest. He is winning the clutch award unless they're idiots, right? Like, yep. like that's the only the only option is De'Aaron Fox is getting that clutch award. So the Clippers smartly double teamed him every single time. Yeah. And you saw a couple times, I mean, he we weren't quite aggressive enough when he made that first pass to quickly get the ball into the paint, right. quickly get our shot off, whatever it was. We did start to pick it up a little bit later, yeah. but the first couple times they doubled Fox, it was kind of like a lob pass to someone, and then they quickly switched over, and then we tried going back to Fox and it was doubled again. And so we we missed out on you know two three chances I think where we missed shots or didn't you know right. didn't get a shot whatever tried a turnover yeah because we made that adjustment they doubled but we made that adjustment and it was good to see like that goes to coaching it goes to adaptability of this team and I like it I like it because Fox. Although we want the ball in Fox's hand at the end of the game, Fox knew, I don't care. As long as I get the bucket, as long as our team gets the bucket, I don't care who gets it. And, yeah. like, we'd love to see that out of your star. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I just think it's something they need to pay attention to for the playoffs because come playoff time, teams are going to try and take the ball out of his hands. Yes. So can you move the ball quick enough so they can't rotate fast right. enough to get guys open looks? By the way, very good sign. Kevin Herter balled out against the against the Timberwolves, even though we didn't get the win. He had right. 29 points. He had what was his three point percentage in that that game? Um, well, he was 11 of 15 from the field, and I'll pull up the box score here. The the one thing that bothered me at the end of the Timberwolves game was that Herter didn't get a shot off for like the last like five minutes of the game. Yeah, he had been so good. I'm like, I I get fourth quarter Fox is a thing, right? I get Sabonis needs to get his touches, but like. Fox, get to the lane and kick the ball out to the guy who's been incredibly hot this game. Um, the other weird thing about the Timberwolves game, Keegan Murray had two shots the entire game. Yeah. That just, I, yeah. Well, I mean, that's something that I've noticed is he kind of does sit in the corner and he kind of waits. Like in the Clippers game, there was only a few times where he was moved out of that corner and when he had to create a shot outside of that, you know, that three, he he shoots the wing, you know, the corner and then up on the wing. That's Those are his shots. That's where he camps out, he hangs out, and he's been successful there. But they're starting to move him off of that spot, and you know, and he's getting less production when he's off of those spots. Yeah, Kevin Herter, by the way, was 6 of 9 against the Timberwolves. Also against the Timberwolves, Kessler Edwards finally got in. You know, we were struggling to defend anyone. Edwards came in, played some really good defense against uh, against um, uh, uh, Anthony Edwards. Sorry. Yeah. I, I had the name in my head, and I was like, wait, there's two Edwards? Yes. So anyway, sorry. That was throwing me off. Um, so so he played some really good defense against, yeah. against Anthony Edwards. He was actually... You know, if you if you live by the plus minus thing, which is not a great thing to live by, but he was a plus twelve on the game, so he, he came in and and did help us get back into that game. And I think this goes to the mentality that Mike Brown has set with this team because we've seen this with a Terrence Davis, we've seen this yep. with um, you know like a Metu or even a Trey Lyles, the guys who sometimes yep. like are pushed further down the bench and then they step in and then they're you know they're playing well for a while, like. When your name is called, you need to be ready. And I think this team is prepared and ready. Credit to the coaching staff. Credit to the players for keeping that mentality. But when their name is called, they seem to step in and be ready to go. And you never yeah. know because there's going to be a game where it's like, it's just not working. So we need Delavadova to come in. We need right. Edwards to come in. We well, need Rashawn Holmes to come in. Like we need Alex Len yeah. to come in and do something. Yeah, and we had a we had an Alex Len sighting in this game, and or 
No, yeah, the, the, yeah, yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, we had Alex uh, Len siding in this game, and that's because and that goes to your point. That guy, he doesn't get playing time, you know, eight games out of ten. But when he's called upon, he comes in and he does his job. And that's credit to the coaching staff having these guys ready, and that's credit to this team. Yeah. They want to win. Like, they don't care if they're coming off the bench as long as the team gets the dub. Yep, absolutely. Uh, shout out also to Davion Mitchell in the Thunder game earlier in the week. Um, he was called upon. Fox had to sit out a game because he was he was hurting Davion stepped in, went 6 of 10, 3 of 7 from the three-point arc, 15 points, was a plus 17 on the day, had four assists. Like, he came in and, and filled that gap. So if he, if he is called on tonight to play against the Pelicans, that's the kind of production we need from him. We need him to step up. We need him to play well. We need him to distribute the ball. We need him to play great defense, as we know that he can. But you have to have a little bit of that next-man-up mentality, right? right? Whenever your name is called, whatever the role is that you're given – you have to be ready to step in and fill that role. Absolutely. And, and Davion did against the, the Thunder. Hopefully, if we need him tonight, he'll do it. You know, there's probably going to be another game where he's called on at some point. We need those guys to step up. Well, and yeah, and Davion does make a difference when he checks into the game. Even though if he's not super productive on the offensive end, teams take notice when he's out there on defense because they start screening more. They start trying to get those switches. They don't want Davion guarding their primary ball carrier. Like, I saw it, like, Russell Westbrook um, against us, he handled the ball a lot. But when Davion came in, they were trying to switch him off. They did not want Davion guarding Westbrook. Uh, and good, he get, he earned he earns his, his nickname of off night. Teams don't yeah. want to face him because they have an off night against him. You know, even if he's not getting offensive production, we would love to see him have another, like, Thunder game uh, to where he comes out and he scores the basket and plays great defense. But... You know, when he's called upon, he steps up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chris, anything else on the Kings currently? Actually, we should probably look ahead to what we got this week. We do have a a. Well, we got at least two games. Do we have Do we have a third this week? I've got to pull up this schedule. So we got the Pelicans tonight. We got the Knicks on Thursday, who have been playing very good. Again, you got to take care of business today. And that um, one's on TNT too. Yeah, they they flexed it to a nationally televised game. Love to see it. Uh, the only other nationally televised game. Well, I think there's some NBA TV ones, but like, but the only other one, I think a TNT game was the game against the Nets yep. when we scored like 155 and we blew out the Nets. Yep. I was at that game with my kids. I'm going to be at this game with my kids. Ooh, so hopefully we get another blowout win against a. Well, this, I mean, the Knicks are playing better than the Nets were at that time. But against another New York team, you know? Yeah. That would be fantastic. All right, Ryan, I got a couple tweeted or deleted for you. Okay. All right, De'Aaron Fox is the first NBA guard to score 30-plus points on 50% shooting in seven straight games since Michael Jordan in 1996. Tweet it or delete it. 30, wait, 30 points. What was the other stuff? 30 points 50% on 50% shooting in seven straight games. Man, tweet it. Tweet it. Tweet it. Fox I mean, is I'm, Michael Jordan. I'm spoiled, uh, or I'm I'm biased, obviously, uh, but I think I think that does speak to not only not only are you scoring, but you're scoring at an efficient pace because you're doing fifty percent fifty percent from the field. That's that's well done. That's well done. I like the it. streak like did it. end against the Timberwolves. His thirty point streak yes. ended. He had, ended at eight. Yes. Uh, after the Clippers game, it was the fifth time in this season that the Sacramento Kings have played a game decided by one point. The Kings have won all five of them. Definitely tweet it. Definitely tweet this it. Is, this is huge it. because, one, it speaks to 
fourth quarter Fox and how clutch he's been because he has been, you know, when we have close games, we trust that we're going to win these games. Like the Timberwolves game was weird. It was like, oh, we didn't win at the end when it was close. Like that was strange. That was a strange feeling. Like Fox didn't hit that three. That's weird. Yeah. Um, so it's been, it's been weird. But like this is what good teams do. This is what you have to be able to do to really win in the playoffs as well is like you have to win close games. And in the past, you know, and this has been pointed out, like the Kings would collapse in some of these games. They would end up losing games that were close or that they had a chance to win. They'd, they'd blow the lead, whatever. Yep. So definitely tweet it because it, it speaks to their growth and speaks to where we want to be from, from here on out. Absolutely. That's it for the Twitter deleted All right. for me. All right, Chris. So let me, let me wrap up this one. The Pelicans, the Knicks, and then at Phoenix on Saturday. Three games this week. Are we going to be sitting at 40 wins? At the, we're at 37 wins right now. So are we, do we get to win number 40 this week? Oh, man. I, I don't think so. I think we beat the, the Pelicans. Actually, yes. I think we beat the Pelicans, and I think we beat the Knicks. Uh, we're sitting at 38 right now, correct? No, 37. 37. 39. Oh, I, think, I think Phoenix in Phoenix is going to be a tough win. I think they've been red hot, especially KD back. I think we're at 39 at the end of the week. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not going to predict exactly why, but I, I think 39 as well. I think, I think two wins. I, can we win all three? Yes. And if we do, I'm going to feel a lot better about my, like, we haven't beaten anyone good. Yeah. Because if we get through Pelicans, who are okay, and then Knicks and Phoenix, who are both balling right now, yeah. uh, while Phoenix with KD is balling, um, I'm going to be I'm gonna be feeling very, very good at the end of this week. I, I'm going to, okay, actually, I need to say one thing, Chris, because I forgot about this. Okay. Before, we're going to do a, a new segment, 20 questions here in just a minute. But... The Kings have gotten so much disrespect over the last week or so. And I think we talked a little bit about this last week. But let me, let me, just, let me just tell all the haters out there, go to Hatesville and keep hating. That's right. Do your hating thing, whatever. Like, the, before the first Clippers game, the Kings were minus six. Or the, I'm sorry, the Clippers were minus six, which I thought was disrespectful to a good Kings team, that they were six-point underdogs against the Clippers who hadn't proven anything yet. Then after the game, people were like, oh, that game wasn't even that good. Like, there's just bad defense. And you're like, D- you didn't actually watch the game. So just admit you didn't watch the game and move on with your life, okay? Yep. Um, and then there was the, the clip of some guys who are on a smaller show um, that were talking about, like, oh, if the Kings play the Mavericks in the playoffs, who would win? And two of these guys are like, Mavericks, 100%, no chance. The Kings have no chance. And one guy who actually apparently has watched Kings basketball is like, I don't know, guys. They have some good players. Like, they have some good shooters. Like, they're actually playing really well. They have one of the best offenses of all time. And they're like, no, no, Kyrie, Luka, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, okay, shut up, right? Like, it's just annoying. And, you know, ultimately, it's fine. Whatever. Like, Kings are going to Kings. You know, it's been 16 years since we made the playoffs. we got to earn our respect. For but sure. if you don't actually watch the Kings, keep your mouth shut. Okay, that's all I have to say. I like it. All, all right. right. Anyways, so no, I'm a, I'm a little heated. And yeah. if, if we win these next three, Chris, I'm gonna come and I'm gonna spend the entire podcast just talking about how the Kings are gonna win the championship. All right, which we're gonna win anyways. All right, so we're gonna play 20 questions here, Chris. Not in the way that you normally play. We have 20 questions each one. We're gonna take one minute to answer these questions. They're ranging. We got some basketball, some baseball, some football stuff. So we're gonna cover all the and NFL free agency starts in a week. So we're gonna get into all of that here. Chris, I'm setting the timer here, uh, and we are going to go fly through these. Okay, right. number one, is Westbrook the most hated player in the NBA? 
Oh, I'm going to go say, I'm going to say no. I think he's the second most hated player in the NBA. I think Kyrie Irving is the most hated player in the NBA, but not for basketball reasons, for off the court issues, for things that he said in press conferences, things like that. But as far as basketball, only talking about basketball, Westbrook is the most hated player in the NBA. Westbrook is definitely the most laughed at player in the NBA. I don't know that he's the most hated. I think that award would go to someone on the Grizzlies. I'm Ooh. not really sure who, but I think the Grizzlies have quickly, maybe Dylan Brooks, maybe Jaw, but I think the Grizzlies have made enough fan bases mad and enough players mad that it's probably someone on, on that team. Fair enough. All right. Number two, should Westbrook be starting? Chris, I'm going to start with this one. He lost 15 straight starts between the Lakers and the Clippers. They barely beat the Grizzlies to win what would have been his, his 16th, I mean, that his 16th potential loss in a row. I don't think he should be starting. I think he's better off the bench. If you're going to play him, play him off the bench where he can basically take over the team on his own, be more of an individual player because he has one thing that he does well and he gets to the gets to the rim. You don't even need to cover him at the three-point line anymore, as we've seen. Uh, so I, I don't know that he's a great team player, but on the bench, I think he could add value. Right. I, I would agree with, uh, yes, he should be coming off the bench. I think he would be more successful off the bench. Uh, one thing that De'Aaron Fox said after the game is that he loves playing against Westbrook. He brings the best out of him. And he said, you'll never hear a bad thing said about him by by someone who's played against him or someone who's played with him. Like He's, he's a great basketball player, but the fans hate him. So I like Westbrook, but I do think he'd be better coming off the bench uh against the second team. I think he'd have success there. That being said, don't tell Ty Lue that. Keep starting him, Ty. Yeah. All right. Uh, should Ja play again this year? He is on indefinite, or he's just gone So no timetable. Should he? No. Will he? Yes, because the NBA makes more money when he is playing, so they will make sure that he gets back. They'll make sure that he gets the help that he needs. But I think he will be back, but he shouldn't. This is multiple instances that he's had off-the-court trouble uh, regarding like violence or threats or, or this or that. Like the, This isn't the first thing that's happened, so I think he should not play the rest of the year, but I believe that he will play the rest of the year. Yeah, if you don't know, he flashed a gun in an Instagram video in some club, and this is like within a week of him getting accused of beating up a 17-year-old and flashing a gun at a 17-year-old. If the 17-year-old stuff is true, he definitely shouldn't play. If it's just the club thing, it's a really stupid decision, and he definitely needs better friends. There was a whole laser pointer thing with the the Pacers Pacers, game. He needs a better crew around him, but I think if it's just that, he could play again, but he needs needs help is what he needs. Um, Which team is the biggest threat to the Kings in the West, Chris? Oh, there's there's a couple. I think that um, the Suns are going to be really good. I think we have a hard time matching up against the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. I think every team does. And I think that the Warriors will be really good in the playoffs. They always are. And I think that that team, those three teams will give us fits in the playoffs. You're not defending your Clippers? I, I really like the Clippers. Uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see how healthy they get. If they're healthy, I think the Clippers have a really good chance of making it to the finals if they don't play the Kings. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that are scary. I mean, Luka, Kyrie, who knows what they can develop into in the West. Again, well, we'll talk about the Nuggets in a minute. I, I'm saying the Suns. I think the Suns with KD, Yeah, I think that team meshes really well. I think it's really well built. Um, if I weren't rooting for a team in the Western Conference, I would really like what they have going on, but I hate them. So there you go. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, number five, who do you want to play in the first round? Oh, this one is actually 
tough. Who do I want to play in the first round? You know, you look at a team like the Mavericks. I would love to play the Mavericks the first round. I don't think that they got it. I would love to play the Timberwolves in the first round. I don't think that – I think that they're slowly drifting out of playoff uh, contention. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now they're sitting at the sixth spot, so they have potential. But they're slowly shifting out. I would love to play the Mavericks. Okay. Yeah, I think the Mavericks would be fun because I think there'd be a lot of energy, a lot of hype. And I don't think the Luka Kyrie thing – works super well so i think that Plus, we could get the win there how poetic would it be for the kings to beat luca in the playoffs that would be magic it would be beautiful um i'll take i'll take the mavericks in the first round uh i wouldn't you know i wouldn't hate the timberwolves which is kind of what's was there right now right and i wouldn't even hate the clippers because those last two games have been great so um but i think mavericks would be the most fun all right when the kings clinch the playoffs you will a couple things i will buy a ticket <laughs> To the game, and okay. I will probably cry, scream. I don't know. I don't. I don't know because I haven't experienced that in since I was a kid. Yeah. So I'll let you know when it happens. <laughs> but I'm buying a ticket, and I'm gonna be at the game. It's weird because I'd like to say I'm buying a ticket, but apparently right now they have they have like I don't know they have es- estimates. Nosebleeds are going for like or are expected to be eight hundred dollars. For nosebleeds. I believe it. I don't know if I can afford that. Um, But anyways, I I think some tears might be shed on my part. Like it's weird because it feels like it's it's happening, and so there's there's not quite the emotional intensity of like if we win in the play-in or you know barely clinch a spot. I mean, it might happen because we got a tough schedule, but like I I think I think tears are going to be shed. I think, uh, and I'm 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 going to celebrate when we actually clinch the playoffs. All right, number seven, will Keegan break the rookie three-point record? He is currently 41 away, I believe. He's on pace. He needs two a game to break the rookie three-point record held by Donovan Mitchell. I I believe that he will. I have faith, and I think that the Kings are going to get him his looks, and I think that he's he's been knocking them down when they're there, so I, I believe that he will. Yeah, I'm going to say yes. Barring injury, he gets it done. Yes. Um, Symbol. Are the Knicks a contender in the East, Chris? Um, a contender? No. They will be in the playoffs, I believe, and I believe that they, they may even win a playoff series, but I am not uh, scared of them. If I'm the Bucks, if I'm the Celtics, if I'm even the Sixers, I'm not scared to play them uh, in, the, in the playoffs, so I say no. I'm going to say yes, and partly because I think they're getting the same treatment that the Kings get oftentimes, where they're just overlooked because they don't have quite the star power that some of the other guys have. They're on a nine-game win streak. They're currently in fifth place. They've been playing out of their minds since the trade deadline. They added Josh Hart. They didn't really do a whole lot else, but uh, Julius Randle is playing like a star. He's often written off. They just beat Boston in Boston. They've beaten the Heat. They beat the Nets. They beat the Celtics actually twice in this run, 109-94, just a, a couple weeks ago. They beat the Pelicans, the Wizards, the Hawks, the Nets, the Jazz, all in this win streak here for the Knicks. So I think you have to say they're playing well enough that, that they're beating good teams. So I think they are a contender. Are they the favorites? No. I still like the Bucks coming out of the East primarily. Um, I think you still are the underdog to the Sixers and to the Celtics, the Celtics even. But again, they beat the Celtics twice recently. Yeah, so this is true. You got to say they're they're in the a mix. little New York Boston rivalry. Yep. All right, Chris. I'll answer this one first. Are people sleeping on the Nuggets? I think the answer is yes. Um, the Nuggets are first place in the West. They have not proven that they can do it in the playoffs. Jokic is probably going to win his third straight MVP. Um, he probably should if he doesn't. 
And I think that it's easy to write them off because, again, they don't have quite the, the same look and feel. Plus, they didn't do anything at the trade deadline, and so they didn't like go and get KD, and they're not new and different, and we kind of have that excitement. But I think that no one's – well, I shouldn't say no one, but people aren't really talking about them as a contender, even in the Western Conference, even though they've been in first place and, and they're clearly going to end up in first place in the West. Uh, yeah, I mean – it's hard to sleep on someone that's in first place, but I think to your point, they're do you th- not. Do you th- do you think they're the top dog in the West? Uh, I mean, you mentioned them as yes, one of the three teams. Yes, right now, yes. I I think that they are a matchup nightmare for any team with Jokic. There's only one guy in the league that compares to him, really. And yeah, the, I think that. The Nuggets will be at the top. I don't think that they're slept on, but they're not getting as much attention as, say, the Suns The Suns are. The Suns yeah. are getting hot right now. Well, and we'll talk about this next team. About a 25-0 in games where Jokic has a triple-double. Uh, the Warriors also are being talked about. Should the West fear the Warriors, Chris? Absolutely. Absolutely. They are they're getting older, yes, but they just won it a couple years ago. Like They still got it. And, and I think that is, if Steph gets healthy, Jordan Poole's been playing well, you know, the playoffs, the playoff Warriors are different, and yes, they should feel the, fear the Warriors. Yeah, the answer is yes. Until, until proven otherwise, they still have the ability to go and win. I mean, they did it last year, right? So, like, uh, until you can prove that they, they don't have that ability, we're going we're gonna to keep being afraid of them. Okay, Chris, if the playoffs start today, what would be the best matchup? Now I'll run through them really quickly. So in the East, you got Bucks. I'm not going to deal with the play. And you got Bucks taking on the Hawks, Heat taking on the Celtics, Sixers taking on the Nets, Cavs taking on the Knicks. In the West, the Nuggets would host the Clippers, the Grizzlies would play the Mavericks, the Kings would play the Timberwolves, and the Suns would play the Warriors. Of course, I'm going to say the Kings, but because I'm a Kings fan, but as an average fan, I'm looking at the Boston-Miami matchup. I would love to see them. Those are two you know, really good franchises. And then I'm looking at the Suns and the Warriors. I think that's going to be a great matchup as well. So, of course, I'm saying Kings, but then followed closely behind, I'm going Boston-Miami and Phoenix-Golden State. Yeah, I'm not even going to say the Kings because we easily sweep the, the Timberwolves, obviously, so it's not as fun of a series for every Everyone else. Um, just kidding, Timberwolves fans. You're clearly going to win. You're the best. Uh, but it's Suns, Suns Warriors to me is, is man, that would be an incredible matchup. And I'm really hoping that that is a first round battle because I want one of those teams to knock out one of the other teams so we don't have to worry about them. That would be wonderful. Yep. Okay. Uh, let's talk some football, Chris. Where will Jimmy G be playing next year? By the way, Derek Carr most likely going to the Saints. So we got one spot filled. Where's Jimmy playing next year? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to throw out a weird team. Let's say Houston. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's possible because, you know, you got a similar coach. I'm going to go with the Jets. I think that Robert Sala oh, okay. obviously knows Jimmy, is familiar with him. Now, they did uh, uh, remove My- Matt LaFleur, Mike LaFleur, whichever LaFleur it was, from the offensive coordinator who had worked with Jimmy previously. So it's a little less potential there, but I think that's a good potential. If not, I think the Raiders, but I think the Raiders are trying to go bigger than Jimmy. I mean, yeah. I don't know that he's a huge upgrade to Derek Carr and they were ready to move on from Carr. So I don't they, know. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go Jets. That's that's my that's All my right. prediction. We both pick former 49er coaches. Yeah. Well, it just makes sense, yeah. right? Um, is Tom Brady going to unretire? Again? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe. It's a, like there's, there's some rumors. There's some rumors that like John Lynch might be trying to yeah. get him to come play for the Niners. Well, that would be cool, but I'm going to say no. I think he stays retired this time. I think that he doesn't want to keep playing with the fans. 
I think that I think the Niners are the one team that could possibly entice him to come out of retirement, yep. but I don't think the Niners are willing to do that because now if Brock Purdy's surgery this week ends up being one that is like, oh, sorry, he's going to need a whole year to recover, there might be a different conversation happening. Fair. We'll see. Uh, where will Aaron Rodgers play next year? Or uh, will he play? He will play, and I think that uh, Vegas is going to make a play for him. I think that he wants to play with Devontae Adams. I think there's been like rumors. There's been joking going on back and forth like, oh, hey, come, come to Vegas, team up with Devontae Adams. And that's the one rumor where he hasn't flat out said no because yeah. a lot of them he's like, no, I'm not going there. No, I'm not doing that. But that's one that he hasn't flat out said it. So I think Vegas goes and makes a play for him. I might remember this incorrectly, but I thought that when Devontae Adams left, I thought there was some issue that he basically, like when Rodgers signed the huge contract, that Adams was kind of calling him a hypocrite because he had said like, oh, don't take a lot of money, don't take a lot of money. Because like, there, I thought there was something there, but I could be wrong about that. And I'm sure Devontae Adams would, after a year away, would love to uh, have Aaron Rodgers throwing to him again. I I don't know. I, I just I can't imagine him not being... I, I'm saying he's playing with the Packers. I'm saying he's back with the all Packers right. next year. Fair. I don't know. Uh, all right, one more quarterback. Will Lamar Jackson be with the Ravens next year? I think the Ravens want to keep him. I think that they will do what they need to do to keep him around. I think they're planning on franchise tagging him so, and seeing what other teams uh, will offer him, and I think they're going to match. I think that he will be a Raven next year. Yeah, I agree. I think that they'd be insane to let him go. But it seems like he wants out, so we'll see this how much he wants out. That's true, but I think that if the payday's right, I think he wouldn't mind staying around. Yeah, I agree. All right, who will be the Niners' third-string quarterback, Chris? We uh, Maybe not third-string, but let's say third quarterback. Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, probably going to be there. Most likely they're going to need a third. There's some rumors about Baker Mayfield. Mason Rudolph have been rumored. There's been bigger names I think Niners fans mostly have started the rumors on. Who's the third quarterback for the Niners? Um, I Let's go with Baker. I don't really know. I mean, I would love to you know wait till this free agency plays out and, and wait till to hear some names, more names floating around. But right now, I don't know. So I'm going to go with Baker. I think he'd be a good third option, which is weird because he was just a starting quarterback. But Yeah, I think Baker makes a lot of sense because he's capable of playing on a good team. He didn't seem to be a distraction when he was the backup to Sam Darnold. Like, he didn't seem to be an issue there. And I think that he would potentially be willing to come in and compete on a team where he knows there's injury risk for these other guys, and he knows he's, you know, one injury away. I mean, and who knows what Trey Lance can do? Like, we don't know whether or not Trey Lance is a good NFL football player. Like, we just don't know that. He, he might be amazing. He might be terrible. Like, we have no idea what he is. And, you know, everyone who's trying to say, like, oh, I evaluate all his throws, and I can tell you definitively he is good or bad, you don't know. Like, right. he's super young. He's unproven. So for Baker, you know, coming in with a, a guy coming off a, a massive elbow surgery, Trey Lance coming off a foot surgery, you know, there's an opportunity there for, for Baker to maybe slide in and to, to play well. But he also had some, some beef with Nick Bosa at one point. Not really, but they had the Ohio-Oklahoma oh, yeah. right. uh, battle going on at one point. But I, I think he'd be a good third option. Mason Rudolph's okay, too. Um, so we'll go, we'll go with Baker. Anyways, Uh Let's talk baseball, Chris. Do you like the pitch clock for baseball? I do. I think that the games are long enough. Let's get things moving. Yeah, they have shortened the, the spring training games. They've seen a dramatic shift in how long it takes. 
They the pitch clock is 15 seconds with the bases empty, 20 seconds with a runner on. There was a strikeout the other day that took like 30 seconds because the pitcher just just got up and dominated. It's it's an interesting strategy thing now because I think there's some pitchers who if they can get going, I mean those hitters barely have time to get themselves set. I I do think one issue there's been a, there was at least one spring training game that ended because a strikeout was called because the batter because the batter has to get in the box in a certain amount of time too. Batter didn't get in the box in enough time. So it was called a strikeout and the game ended just because of the pitch count or pitch clock. That's going to be a bummer. Like if you're in a a playoff game and a game ends because of the pitch clock, it's going to cause some issues, but I think for the most part speeding up the game, you know, it just takes way too long to get set and do all these things. Right. And I think there's going to be some pitchers who are going to find that it's going to benefit some pitchers, and it's going to be a struggle for others. So it's you know it's going to change, it's going to change the game for for everyone. So, for um, sure. but I think I think it's good. I think baseball needs to make some adjustments, and uh, and that's a that's a good one. I think, in my opinion. So, Chris, with that being said, if you could change any rule in any sport, what would it be? Uh, I would probably change the overtime rules in football. I think that both teams should have a chance to. Uh, match the other. I think whoever wins the coin toss basically wins. Not all the time, but a lot of the times they win. You know, and if they score a touchdown, they win. I think both teams should have a chance to get the ball. Both teams should have a chance to match what the other team did and beat them. And yeah, that that would be my rule, one rule that I got to change. Yeah, I think that's a good one. I would go to college football overtime rules. I love the I love college football overtime. I just think it's it's better that way where you put them on the, the 20 or 30 or whatever it is and, and just you get four downs and you see what, you know, I mean, yeah. you see what happens. Like you, cool. you still yeah, got yeah. the normal play, but but both teams get a chance and I just think it's it's better overall for football. Um, I will change. I, I Soccer penalty kicks are, are brutal. Um, I wish that we could just do away with them. So what I would do is is find a way to shrink the field play less people in overtime and you just keep kind of getting shorter and play uh, goals out. There's some, there's some like when you play like three V three on small fields, you score a lot more goals. And so that would be my overtime, like no more penalty kicks, (laughs) just shrink it and watch them play a little bit closer to soccer, but still not penalties because penalties are brutal. So that's my, although the NFL overtime rules are bad. Um, all right, last thing, Chris. Are you watching the World Baseball Classic? Uh, I might tune. I might tune in a little bit. I'm not going to watch it from start to finish. I'm not going to tune into every game, but I, yes, I will watch it. It starts tomorrow. I might watch it. We'll see. Yeah. I, I kind of want to see what the hype is. I think Mike Trout is playing for the U.S., which is good. A lot of players have backed out. Shohei Otani is playing for Japan, so that's cool. Um, I watched the last one, and it was really good. I mean, but there was a lot of stars on, on those teams. I think Crawford and Posey were both playing for the U.S. in the last one, if I remember correctly. Logan Webb was the only giant who was called to the U.S., and he backed out. So I'm a little less interested in it. But, again, you got Mike Trout playing, so it's 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 interesting to me. I thought the, the was it Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico, I think, was so fun to watch. And, you know, they... they kind of do away with some of the like unwritten rules of baseball and they celebrate a little bit more, have a little yeah. bit more fun. And so there's yeah. some, some good stuff there. So, um, all right, Chris, that's our, our 20 questions. I, I'm going to give one bonus one all though, right. cause it just came to me last night. Best current NBA rivalry. Ooh. We saw, we saw Devin Booker getting heated with Luca. Not that it's a, well, sort of heated. They, you know, they're kind of smiling as they did it, but like, 
Um, just made me think, like, what is the best current NBA rivalry? Ah, oh, man. I... You know, when you think of the West, I think the West is shaking up, shaking up, been shaken up so much that there's not like a, a true rivalry right now in the West that I can think of off the top of my head. But I'm thinking like the Hawks and the Knicks are, are a great rivalry. Mm-hmm. Two teams that you don't care that much about, but when they play each other, it's magic. And then I'm also thinking of like the Sixers and the Celtics mm-hmm. have been a really good rivalry as of late, and, and you love watching those games. So I'm going to go with uh, four teams from the East, those two matchups. All right, I'll go, and I didn't really think this through, but I'll, I'm going to go the Grizzlies and the Warriors. There, there's oh, been some beef with them like this year. One. It's been fun, especially because the Warriors have kind of been punking the Grizzlies, and I don't really like the Grizzlies, <laughs> even though I don't really want the Warriors to win. But just the Grizzlies talk a lot. You know, they they like celebrating their regular season wins and their regular season standing. And the Warriors are over there being like, "Hey, get some rings and yeah. then come and talk to us." So I think that's a really fun kind I of like that one developing yeah. rivalry. There. And also, I like to throw in the Kings and the Pistons. Throwing that one out there. Oh, <laughs> okay. Okay. I was going to say, Kings Clippers could end up being, you know, if we, if we have a playoff series with the way the last two games went, that could end up being a really well, fun one. It really could because the Clippers were really upset after the last um, at the, after the last game and they walked off the court. They didn't even say shake hands, anything like that. They just walked off all salty about the L. So I think this is the beginning of a rivalry. Yeah, although they... They have, you know, they lost like five straight, so yeah. I think they uh, they were salty about a lot of losses, but um, but we'll see. Maybe they'll turn things around now that they actually got a win against the Grizzlies, and they finally found a win with their big three. Yeah. Um, Chris, all right, last thing. Robbie Gould left, well, he didn't leave. He hasn't left officially. He is a free agent. He announced that he is not going back to the Niners. Yeah. I don't know how much of this is his choice and how much of this is... You know, realistically, the Niners, they've got a lot of guys they need to pay. Nick Bosa is about to get bank yeah. uh, for for his contributions. And I, I do think that probably they probably had a conversation and said, listen, we can't we can't pay you what yeah. you're, you're going to want to be paid. Right. Um, what, what do you think about Robbie Gould leaving in free agency, the Man. Niners letting him walk? It's sad because he has been so reliable. He's been so, yeah, exact, reliable. For the 49ers for years now. You know, the, the Niners have had some luck with kickers. They bring in a veteran kicker, and they're super reliable. The Niners kick a lot of field goals, too. So, Robbie Gould, man, it, it, I hate to see him go, but he's worth the contract. Even this late in his career, he's worth a lot more than we're able to pay him. So, good for him. I, it just hurts as a Niner fan because he has been super clutch for us. Yeah, Robbie Gould is 25 of 25. I'm looking at this correctly. Uh, I just lost where it went. But yeah, 25 of 25 on field goal attempts in the playoffs. He's never missed in the playoffs. Um, The most ever in playoffs is 38 for 38. Uh, Oh, no, no, wait, sorry. Oh, that no, that sorry. 25 for 25 is the most field goal attempts um, being perfect. He's also a perfect 38 for 38 on PATs. In his playoff career, he does not miss in the playoffs, right. and that's where he's going to be missed the most this season. Is For sure. If we and when we get there, we had a kicker that we knew we could count on. That we knew we set that ball down. That ball is going in, yep. in, in through the field goal post, and you know you saw with Dallas this year, like uh, exactly how how like a good kicker can struggle in the playoffs. So I think we're going younger. Hopefully, we find the next Robbie Gould. But this is a big loss for the Niners. Totally. Yeah. Regular season, I'm I'm not as concerned about it. 
But in the playoffs, that's a big loss. That's when it matters. Yep. In the most important moments, he is good as gold. Nice. Come on. Got to end on that. There you go. All right. Well, we will be back next week. We will be talking some 49ers free agency as it kicks off next week. And hopefully three Kings wins. And hopefully I will be the most annoying Kings fan in the world. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to be the most annoying Kings fan because all Kings fans are going to be annoying when we win. Oh, yeah. Like when, when we win the championship this year... NBA is going to hate the Sacramento oh, Kings. Oh, for sure. Even when we go to the playoffs, you've seen that clip, the meme of uh, Patrick Beverly going crazy oh, yeah. uh, on the Timberwolves. No. That's how the Kings are going to be when we make the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that was another thing. Some Clippers fan, I was talking about the disrespect, some Clippers fan tweeted out that, oh, the Kings uh, acting like they won a championship when they when they beat us, yada, yada, yada. And you're like, bro, you've never won a championship. Yeah. Like, you don't even know what that is. <laughs> and, yes, we haven't been in the playoffs in 16 years. Let us have our moment. But it's also, it was because we did the defensive player of the game thing. He clearly had never seen the chain. Yeah. So it's like, we have this kind of – like, the Kings players celebrate every game. They right. celebrate every victory that they win. Love to see it. Anyways. All right, that's all we got. Uh, make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. Peace out. Beat LA. Peace.